Welcome, Beruchim Habayim, and good Moed to Chazak's Tuesday night programs, Torah Talks. Tonight we have with us a special guest, Rabbi Shlomo Bugsbaum Shlita. Rabbi, welcome. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Rabbi Aniv. Shalom Aleichem to all of the, the world of, of Chazak. Amazing. You guys do amazing, amazing work. It's an honor and it's a privilege to be here talking to you. Thank you very much, Rabbi. I love the enthusiasm. I feel it through the screen. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited about tonight's topic, which is the four elements of an empowered life, which is based on the Rabbi's book. And, My favorite uh, we, topic. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk, oh, we're going to talk about that topic. Yeah. But before we delve into tonight's exciting topic, Rabbi, if you can give our audience a little bit of background about uh, the great work you're involved with and uh, a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you again. So I live in Silver Spring, Maryland. A beautiful city right outside of Washington, D.C. And uh, my wife and I, we have a Kiruv organization. It's called the Lev Experience. And um, we've been in this area for about 12 years or so. I ran Asia Torah here for about eight years. And then for the last four years, we had our own organization. We started our own organization called Lev. I also do some work with young professionals in Washington, D.C. proper. That's with a program called Misora, D.C., and I'm also involved with Camp Shoresh, which is another Maryland uh, camp. And, and I say the common denominator of all these organizations is we do outreach and we try to bring Jews closer, give them a, a point of connection, a little bit of a, an entry point into Yadis, Jews who, who aren't necessarily connected or want to be more connected or looking or don't really know yet. Whatever it is, we try to give them, we try to engage them and teach them Torah and uh, give, them, give them a muckle, give them a place. Amazing, amazing. And uh, with what I understand, Rabbi, uh, there's the book, The Four Elements of an Empowered Life. Yeah, yeah. So the book was, uh, the book was, was my most recent, not my most recent project, but it was one of the recent projects. Um, it, uh, I can't say that it began over COVID. It was already in the works. And then, you know, there, I needed a little bit more time. So the Rabbi Shalom decided to give a worldwide pandemic, just, you know, I guess to give me a little <laughs> bit of extra time to... To, uh, to finish it. So yeah, so the book has been out now for about a year. And um, Baruch Hashem, it's been very, very well received. The feedback has been good. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to share uh, some of the okay. ideas so, uh, with, so our, that's with our the nice topic. It's, it's the book, The Four Elements of an Empowered Life. The yeah. Rabbi Books, uh, what are the four fundamental elements of creation? And what does each one represent? Let's uh, jump straight into it. Yeah, beautiful. So it's, it's a broad question, and I'll do my best to answer it in the time that we have. Obviously, you know, there's a whole book on it. But um, <laughs> how does one get a hold of the book? Rabbi? The, the book's available everywhere yeah. in, in, all, in the all the bookstores. Mosaic, the, the publisher is Mosaic. They did a beautiful job. This is how it looks. They really do a, a wonderful job. They take it and they turn it into a, into a work of art. And it's on Amazon, and it's, it's, it's wherever, you know, the book is easy to find. If, it, if you're watching this, you're probably you know, savvy enough to, to find the book. But um, what you mentioned, what you asked in your question, and you really touched on it, the, the, the concept of the four elements is this idea that there's, there's patterns in the Bria, there's patterns in creation. And the more that we look for those patterns, the more that we see that we that everything is is somewhat interconnected so when we say that matter exists the 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 language of of ancient traditions is that all matter exists as earth water wind and fire and what you might say today is everything exists as a solid a liquid a gas plasma pure energy 
But the language for many ancient spiritual cultures, including this idea that you find in the Sefer Yetzirah and in the Medrash and in the Rambam, and really what Rav Chaim Vital and Shara Kedusha really uh, brought to the forefront of the discussion, and which became many, many, many Sefer Hasidah speak about it, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov and the Balatanya. So it's, it really goes throughout the work of, of, of all Jewish literature has this theme that our own inner world, our midot, our attributes, our character traits, our struggles are, reflect that. And our own inner world, we are built, you know, we, we find very common in like the world of personal development, where, where they'll say a person is a body, a heart, a mind, will so we're, we're like we're like the ladder of Yaakov Avinu. You know, people say, what is a human being? We're a mix of body and soul. We're a lot more complex than just a body and soul. Because we have a goof, we have our just a physical body, and then our emotional realm, and our intellect, our thoughts, and then our will, what, what really drives us. And then we, it goes even higher, because then we have a nefesh kiss, we have a godly soul on top of that. So we're extremely complex. And the idea behind the four elements is showing how our body, our goof, is like the element of earth, and it shares many attributes, many properties of the element of earth. Our emotions, our feelings are like water, and in many ways it shares those properties, and it's going to be a little bit too much to go into all of those details now, but just one could even imagine, you can really feel it if you think about it. The intellect is like the wind in the sense that it's constantly moving, circulating, changing. And then fire is, is, like, is like our will, it's our motivation, our desire for self-actualization. Chaim Vital says something incredible. He says that we're always struggling. There's always all of our good midos and all of our negative ills, all of our positive attributes and our negative attributes are rooted in these four elements. So that a person, according to Chaim Vital, from the earth element, we often struggle with this feeling of heaviness, sluggishness, if it's, if it's sadness, if it's laziness. But that's because from a pure body perspective, right? We know in our consciousness, we know, what does it say? You know, Adam Rishon was created from, from the Afar and he's going to the Afar. And, and when the Rebbe Shalom, when, when God cursed him, he said, you should, you know, you, you, you're working the, the, the dust. So our earth element is very much connected to the struggle that every single human being, right? All of us, no matter, right? People, you, you know, you said, I, I'm, I'm enthusiastic and I try to walk around with a smile on my face, right? But even the smiliest, we all struggle with that. There's going to be days we feel shvach, we feel weak, we feel much like dirt, and that's normal. And we'll start looking for different things in my life and say it's this and it's that, but it's the fact that we're human beings and human beings struggle with sadness, and that's, that comes from the earth element. Reb Chaim Vital goes on and he says, from the water element, which remember, that's our emotions. Those are our feelings, our desires for pleasure. So that taken the wrong way, where does that end up? We call immorality or lustful pleasures or pleasures that will bring us down. But we could also channel that. We can channel that to something beautiful. It's that same lust that we can channel towards holy relationships and, and, and holy things and gain pleasure from that. So that's the struggle within the element of water. Then the struggle within wind is also. So Reb Chaim Vital says that wind, the person's mind, right? We, we, we struggle with all sorts of silly things. And he says that that expresses itself in our debor, in our speech. 
we start we talk about silly things we think about silly things we waste our time we we laugh at at, at important things we're mivaza we disgrace you know important things and, and we're very easily swayed especially you know now today you know where, wherever you live but especially you know you're here in in the in north america and you get involved in politics and you have to be very very careful you know who you're speaking to and 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 everyone's very easily influenced and told and manipulated what they're allowed to say so the wind element is, is also about a person looking for the MS, looking for clarity. And then finally, fire, which is the will, self-actualization. Every person has a desire. I want to be somebody. I want to know that I matter. I want to know that I have a mission, that I have a purpose. Without that, Chaim Vital says, without that, we are, it ends up being, um, being pulled, in, pulled down into what we, what we call the ego or, or even narcissism, where we start leveling ourselves up to like, you know, what kind of car do we drive? What, what, all the toys that we have, we start comparing ourselves to other people. We start putting other people down so we could feel better. So if we don't have an authentic way to say, you know, I really matter for the right reasons, then ultimately we're going to try to matter for the wrong reasons. Mm. And that's essentially what the four elements of an empowered life are. In the book, we also speak about how different people have stronger elements within them than others, right? So for me, I might have a stronger element of you know wind and therefore that might my struggle might be more like that or even just my my character might be more connected to that so the more that a person learn understands the elements and understands themselves the more we'll have the tools to deal with all of these struggles and ultimately fulfill our mission that's the 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 book in a nutshell amazing wow so basically to be empowered and uh, overtake these uh, elements of your life. Very, very powerful, Rabbi Buxbaum. So as we all know, Rabbi, we're now in the middle of the holiday of Passover, of Pesach, and just as the Jews left Egypt and Mitzrayim, so too we are required to leave our mates, our, our constrictions. So Rabbi, how do we depart from our bad character traits and habits toward living an empowered life? How does one do that? What do you suggest? What do you say? Um, you know, <laughs> just because you're asking that question, I have to share this story. I, I hope that you'll find this meaningful. I, I, I found this meaningful. Everybody loves stories. So. It, was, uh, <laughs> it was about it was probably a, year, a little bit more than a year ago when I submitted the, like, the final draft to the publisher of the book. You, know, you, know, fine, you, know, you you're working on it for such a long time and you know, it's, it goes through so many different, it's like there's a whole evolutionary process and editing and it's a, you know, it's, it's it's an avayda. It's a beautiful one. It's really like it's you know it's it's hard it's it's hard work and it's a it's a it's a beautiful process, but it takes a lot out of you. So a couple of days later, after I finally submitted it and I'm feeling a little bit of, you know relaxing a little bit, and I'm sitting with a friend of mine and we 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 started learning. We had started learning a sefer of Lukute Maharan from Rabbi Nachman of Breslau. And before we started, you know, we're schmoozing a little bit. I told him, I said, you know, I just submitted my book. I'm really excited. I'm feeling chill. This is great. And he said, okay, so Nusa, what's the next project? You know? <laughs> so I'm like, what's the next? Like, I can't even, th- you asked me that. I can't even think about the next project. Like, let me breathe. Okay, fine. We start learning. And as we're learning, the piece that we're learning that day in Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, he says, he's commenting on the first of the Aserah said the bros, the first of the Ten Commandments. I am God who takes you out of Egypt. It says Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, what is Egypt? Egypt is a manifestation of the four elements in our life. <laughs> now, 
it happens to be that my that the first book, this book, which is you know the one that's already out, it builds a lot on Sefer Bereishis, the book of Genesis, and it shows how all of the different struggles are the struggles that happen in the lives of our avos and imos, our patriarchs and matriarchs, and how they dealt with it. So it's very much focused on this book of Bereishis. So as I'm learning this, I'm like. Maybe, maybe this is Hashem's way of saying we got to do a round two of the four elements based on, you know, Sefer Shemos. So you asked about, you know, how all of this translates into now, into leaving Mitzrayim. So it's interesting. It's, you know, it's not a coincidence. A couple of nights ago, we were all sitting together with our families at the Pesach Seder, drinking four cups of wine, right? And what are the four cups of wine? They correspond to the four, the Arba Lishonos Shel Geula, the four uh, terms of redemption. I will take you out, I will save you, I'll redeem you, and I'll take you to me as a nation. And says the Svas Emes and others that the four terms of redemption, guess where I'm going with this? They correspond to the four elements. The four elements. And literally, they had to, Claudio had to go, go through that journey. Now, it's fascinating that if you see within Mitzrayim itself, right, what was the constraint of Mitzrayim? What was the Mitzar? What was the constriction? So everyone immediately, what do we picture? We open up our children's Haggadahs that we've been looking at for, you know, for the last 57 years. And we see pictures of Jews and they're sitting there and they're schlepping, you know, heavy bricks and then putting it in the pyramids. So we immediately think of physical labor. But it was so much more than that. If we take a much closer look, once we look at the, the words of Chazal, the words of our sages, we see Mitzrayim was a place of temptation, the water element. Mitzrayim was a place where their amuna was challenged, the wind element. Mitzrayim was a place that had, a, it was a place of abundance. The Nile River made Paro think, right, I'm all this, right? I don't, I don't need God. I've got my fancy cars, maybe in the form of camels or donkeys or whatever it was, right? I have my, you know, I, this is, it, it, Paro was, was very into his toys and very into himself. So Klai Yisrael, the Jewish people were being exposed to the challenges of the four elements, just like we are today, just like we are today. If a person goes through the story of learning about Mitzrayim and misses the point that literally take out the word Mitzrayim and put in the word America or 2022, it, the story fits perfectly. It mamish fits perfectly. So then we come to these, these Arba Lashon Geula, and also it's a process. Hashem doesn't just say, okay, Klai Yisrael, we're going out of Mitzrayim, let's show up to our scene, I receive the Torah. It's a process. First, they have to leave. They have to make this decision. Okay, I'm done with my previous life. I know that I could be more. I know that I could be free. I know that I could be better. Then right afterwards, they're sitting there and they're faced with water. Right, right over there, right in front of them. They're faced with water. And where, where are they? They're specifically in front of the idol of taiva, of lust. Literally like Chaim Vital says. And they have to say, not only are we leaving Mitzrayim, but we're pushing away all of this lust, and we're going to go right into the Yamsuf. And the Yamsuf splits how? The Ruach Kadim, this eastern wind, comes and splits the Yamsuf. And after that, they have to deal with Amalek, who's doubt, and that connects to their, their intellect. And ultimately, they stand at our Sinai, which is on fire, this blazing our Sinai. So the message, once again, is, is, is shouting out to us wherever we are. 
that these are our challenges today. These are the things that we have to struggle with. We constantly have to struggle with it. But the Torah is giving us chizik and saying, no matter what your specific struggle is, you can do it. You can thrive and overcome. That's the idea of empowered life that we want to focus on this year. Powerful. Rabbi Booksman, love the energy, love the tradition, the insights. And uh, we have a minute, we have a custom on uh, Chazak's Torah Talks that uh, we asked uh, the rabbi, the speaker, to end off with one final message for our audience. If the rabbi uh, could uh, give us yet another grand slam. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I, I think for me, this whole, this whole process for me has really made me look at my own personal struggles and embrace them and really, really believe in, in a very deep, genuine way that this is also a path to coming close to Hashem. We, we, we normally think like, okay, we, we all know we have a Yetzirah. We know that that's part of the game. And uh, when the Yetzirah is getting the best of us, we feel like we're failing. Because, you know, we're, we, we are programmed, as we should be programmed, to think that our job over here is to beat the Yetzirah, right? To beat him, to beat him. So because of that, we think when we're beating him, we're doing something right. And when we're not, let's be quiet, let's be hush about it, right? There must be something wrong with us. And I, I, I think for me, this process of writing these books really helped me lean in to a feeling of ruchnius, even when things are low. You know, we say, so me Hashem right? So we, Hashem supports those who are fallen. And, 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 and in a way, there is, there's a certain connection. There's a, if, we're, if we're open to it, there's a certain level of closeness to the, to, to the Almighty that we feel, even when we're down. When we say, listen, Rabbi Shalom, I, I, I realize now that I cannot do it without you. I need you right here in this dark place. And I hope that, that, that if there's one message I can give to the beautiful Chazak audience, wherever they are, is everybody struggling. Maybe it's with sadness. Maybe it's with, the, it's, it's, it's with you know, not, a, a struggle channeling their desires properly. Maybe it's a struggle in Emunah. Or maybe it's a struggle feeling like, feeling like you're somebody. But whatever it is, the Rabboni Shalom Hashem is with you in this place right now, in Mitzrayim. Klai Yisrael did the first Seder when they were in, in Memtes Shari Tumah, the 49th level of Tumah. That's where the Rabboni Shalom is. That's where God is. And that's where you'll find God if we open up our eyes to look. Rabbi Shlomo Buxbaum, Chazak Uberch Yeshekach. What is inspiring words. You want to thank you very, very much. You want to give your bracha, berchad hadyad to continue. Your amazing Avodat Kodesh, holy work of Kirov and this farm and inspiration. Uh, we're inspired and we want to, you know, just continue strong. I'm sure every, the entire audience was. Uh, was thank uh, you. Touched. And thank you. Th- thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak to your audience and, and uh, much bracha in your amazing work. Just, you know, seeing what you guys are doing. I, I, it's, it, it's, it's a big chizik for me and it gives a lot of strength, I think, to all of us out there in the field. So brachas well, to you as well. Sure. We have to do more. The gula hasn't come yet. Which we're in right now is the month that we were redeemed from Egypt. And it's the month that we're going to be redeemed from this exile. We want to thank Rabbi Bookspan once again. We want to thank Rabbi Abel from Chazak, our events manager for all the great... Yes, <laughs> Rabbi. Yes, amazing. amazing, Rabbi. Awesome. He does so much for Kali, so for the Jewish people. He's just nonstop, 24-7, spreading the light. 
And uh, we uh, want to thank him and all those involved with Chazak and the entire team and the volunteers. And we want to remind you every single Tuesday night, Chazak Tuesday, uh, Torah Talks, uh, amazing program, special guests. And we want to thank uh, dailygiving.org uh, for uh, you know being uh, the sponsors uh, for many great organizations. A dollar a day goes very, very far away. I want to give a shout out and thank you to Torah Time for being one of the many hosts of the Chazak uh, Tuesday Night Torah Talks program and all the podcasts and all that other stuff, which I still don't understand how it works. But all I know is we get amazing feedback. Keep the feedback coming. We really, really appreciate it. Okay, till next time, Bezot Hashem. Stay safe. And Bezot Hashem, we should uh, hear good news and we should see the Geula Shleim of the complete redemption. It should come speedily in our days. Amen. Amen.